0: Welcome to the enchanting world of Nursery Rhymes, where childhood memories and timeless tales intertwine. Join us on the Atisket-Tasket podcast as we embark on a delightful journey through the rich history and captivating origins of beloved Nursery Rhymes. Tune in for an exploration that will delight Nursery Rhyme enthusiasts and folklore aficionados alike and now your host Gina
1: Hello and welcome to a Tisket Tasket podcast. I'm your host Gina and today we will be talking about episode number 37 in which I'll be talking about death and nursery rhymes. Warning this episode talks about some heavy topics such as death, dying, and child mortality. So if this is a topic that may be too much for you, please go ahead and skip it. First things first, I'm leaving for Portland, Oregon in a month, which is just absolutely astounding to me, and I could still use your help getting out there. Please check out my website, link in the description below, to see how you can help me get out there and to speak at the American Folklore Conference. I'm so excited to talk about it. I've been working on my presentation a lot and I'm just really excited. But today we are not actually talking about a nursery rhyme because I found myself having so many thoughts before I started to record my October nursery rhymes. I really wanted to sit down and think about what I wanted to do. I wanted to talk about why nursery rhymes may talk about more morbid of subjects than we expect and why there aren't that many nursery rhymes that specifically talk about Halloween. But when I set out to look at Halloween themed nursery rhymes, I was unsure what I was going to uncover. As you all have followed me this year, you have no doubt noticed that most of the nursery rhymes I have covered are before the 20th century and quite a few of them predate even the 18th and 19th centuries. I wanted to do a spooky or Halloween-themed month, as Halloween is my absolute favorite holiday, but I knew I would run into some cultural barricades. Halloween, as we celebrate it in the United States today, is a relatively new concept. It was not until the 1950s did Halloween become a booming cultural holiday in this country. The holiday itself is ancient, hearkening back to the ancient Celtic tradition of Samhain, festival celebrating the changing of the seasons, and celebrating when light became dark. It was believed that the veil between life and death was thinnest during this time, and cultural practices we enjoy in Harmless Fun today were used to ward off evil spirits. Early Christians opposed the Celtic religious beliefs and did its best to assimilate the holiday into more Christian-friendly practices. Pope Gregory III, and he was pope between 731 and 741 AD, was credited with bringing All Saints Day, November 1st, into the Christian calendar, followed by All Souls Day, November 2nd, to remember the departed. All Saints Day became All Hallows Day, and the previous day, which is October 31st, became All Hallows Eve, or Halloween. These holidays are not to be confused with Mexico's El Dia de los Muertos, which dates back to the ancient Aztecs, and this was an entire month of celebrating the dead and the departed. It likely became more aligned with the Catholic holidays when the Spanish conquered Mexico, and I really wish I had more time to talk about this amazing holiday. The colorful and celebratory ways that South America celebrates this holiday is, in my opinion, an absolutely beautiful and breathtaking tribute to those who have passed. However, talking again about Halloween, Halloween came to the United States with its Irish settlers, where folks adapted traditions such as carving turnips into lanterns with a more North American flair, thus giving us the jack-o'-lantern, or carving gourds or pumpkins. In 1820, Washington Irving published The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, which was one of the first all-American ghost stories centered around Halloween. In the mid-20th century, candy corporations spun the holiday as more candy-centered. In the 1960s and 1970s, brought with it a collection of cult classic horror movies such as The Night of the Living Dead, 1968, and John Carpenter's Halloween, 1978. Since then, Halloween has become even more popular and brings with it an astounding economic growth. According to the United States Census Bureau, in 2020, 60.6 million U.S. households gave out candy. According to the National Retail Foundation, 68% of households gave out candy. 53% of Americans decorated their yard, 50% dressed in costume in 2022. Americans spent a record of $10.6 billion on Halloween last year. And the foundation expects that number to exceed $12 billion this year. $12 billion spent on Halloween. Now, before we get into the second topic of today's podcast, which is about the prevalence of childhood death, which is a very depressing topic in itself, I did want to include some fun audio, because that's been my thing this last year, is including older recordings. So today I'm going to play you the song Halloween by Guy Lombardo and his Royal Canadians, Bill Flanagan and the Lombardo Trio, and Harold Arlen and Ralph Blaine. And this is from 1950s Decca Records. For those of you who know me personally, I think the, the name Guy Lombardo made me laugh. For those of you who know my husband, but this song is called Halloween, and it is a fun, uplifting song about the holiday. And it just goes to show you that this is right around the time in the United States that this holiday became started to become very popular culturally. And for those of you who have watched the show Mystery Science Theater Three Thousand, or as now it's known as Rift Tracks, there are some hilarious Halloween themed short that the guys riff about from around the same era. So if you really want some quote-unquote vintage fun, go ahead and google Halloween riff tracks and that will also make you laugh. But here, let's go ahead and listen to the 1950s Decca Record Halloween.
2: Jack-o'-lantern, it's Halloween. Apples hangin' high. There's a big pumpkin pie in the sky. Children sing, children waltz. Who gives a darn if your face is false? Jump on your broom like a witch Go and toss all your gloom in the ditch Go out on the street for a trick or a treat You're a sinister, to strike it rich Halloween Holidays fall between the night of all hallows, so light up the tallow and make it a bright Halloween. tired owls and bats howls from cats may scare the buttons right off your spats don't be afraid of a ghost for the ghost may be merely your host go out on the street for a trick or a treat it's the same from coast to coast Other holidays fall between. So saddle your sorrow till after tomorrow and make it a bright Halloween.
1: Now, what does all of this have to do with nursery rhymes? Well, I haven't found any singular nursery rhyme that deals with Halloween. However, a surprising number of rhymes do talk about death or dying or the preservation of a body. I have speculated in the past on why this may be, especially when I talked about the death of cock robin a few weeks ago. My theory is that death was such a prevalent part of everyday culture that it only made sense that it would be incorporated into nursery rhymes. Looking at morality statistics from the Human Morality Database, HMD, the world's leading scientific data resource on mortality in developed countries, scientists can track child mortality rates all the way back to around the mid-18th century, which I, I find kind of interesting because a lot of the nursery rhymes that we do talk about are from around that time. In Sweden, for example, between 1750 and 1780, 40% of children died before the age of 15. Forty. In Bavaria, which is now known as Germany, as well as France, around the same time, the statistic goes up to 45%. So almost half of the world's children died before the age 15, and this is around the mid to late 18th century. The HMD reports that that on average, a couple would have between five and seven children, which means that most parents saw at least one of their children die. If you are interested in learning more about mortality rates from periods even earlier than this, check out my reference section. I have a link in in the reference section, and there are some very interesting graphs and interesting anthropology studies that I link to. In any case, to quote authors Roser, Richie, and Dadonites in their 2019 article, no matter where in the world a child was born, about half of them died. The the numbers are still scary today. It's estimated that 14,000 children between the ages of zero and four years die daily. 14,000. The authors continue their article speculating on why these mortality numbers are so high. They share some of the same hypotheses that I have, including the common practice of bloodletting, being seen as a viable medical practice, as well as child labor as well as the lack of medical care and environmental issues, among a number of other theories. But the sad fact remains that child mortality rate is still higher than many may believe. Even as recently as 1950, now this is the decade where my parents were born, one out of four children died before puberty. But don't let all of these statistics scare you. The global rate has declined child mortality rate is at an all-time low, at just 4%, which the authors call the progress against child morality is, for me, one of the greatest achievements in humanity. I have not even scratched the surface with this topic. I haven't covered mortality rates in conjunction with the Industrial Revolution and child labor, for example. However, the overall point I want to make with this is that while we may have the luxury of seeing most, if not all, of our children grow up to maturity, this hasn't always been, even in the last century. Is it any wonder, then, that death and dying was a topic in a child's rhyme? So, this week, I just wanted to share with you some facts about the history of Halloween and why it's spooky season now, as well as some facts and figures behind mortality— And combining the two, I really wanted to do a theme month because, again, Halloween is my favorite holiday, and I really respect the celebration of those who came before us. And so, in the month of October, I'd like to take a look at nursery rhymes and children's songs that talk about some of these more gruesome topics. I haven't quite picked out which ones I'm going to talk about yet, but stay tuned because i think it's going to be the most interesting month i've covered yet but as always stay tuned where i continue to talk and research and look at the weirdness
0: thank you for listening to a tisket tasket podcast we hope you learned something valuable today be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode If you found value in today's content, please share with others and consider leaving a review. Also, follow Gina on all social media platforms, and we'll see you next time.